missed it, download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app. We've got the World Series. Now set. Set and ready to go. They're actually giving them a day off today, which is surprising because baseball said no days off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they're giving them a day off. And then the Rays and the Dodgers tomorrow night on Fox for game one of the World Series. So Factor Bull Crapshaw, baseball edition. Ooh, okay. What do you know about baseball? A little bit. Know a little bit about baseball? Well, we're going to find out how much you know about baseball. Okay. All right? Sure. Baseball edition of Factor Bull Crap. Number one. If you catch a ball with your hat, the runner automatically goes to third base. Is that fact or bullcrap? I will say bullcrap. According to rule 5.06B of the MLB rulebook, all runners advance three bases, Shaw. Three. If you catch it with your hat. That's correct. Okay. Got that one wrong, Shaw. Never seen anybody do that, but. He got a Willie Mays style. <laughs> Hey, hey, Catch another one like that. You owe me 40 sit All right, here we go. Sorry, I get a little sidetracked. Uh, I'm sure you guys were uh, very happy to not have that problem the last week. <laughs> Just reminding me now. Factor bull crap. Weird baseball uh, edition here on the morning sickness on 95.7 The Rock. If a pitcher hurts his throwing arm, yeah. he is allowed to switch in the middle of an at-bat and throw with the other arm. Is that fact or bull crap? I, as far as I know, a pitcher can throw with whatever arm he wants. So, um, yeah, I'd say fact. Hoo-ah. Pitchers used to be allowed to do it any time during an at-bat, but it never happened until 12 years ago when there was an ambidextrous pitcher. Pat Vendite, uh, I believe is how you say his last name, did it in 2008. So they changed the rule, and now you can only do it if there's an injury. Hmm. The problem was this guy was changing. Just based on lefty or righty? Well, no, he was doing it in the middle of an at-bat just to oh. confuse the batters, and it was taking so long, and then they would try to they'd, they'd bring in a, a switch hitter or something, you know what I mean? And it's just like, come on, dude. Uh, Pick an arm. Go with it. Yeah. Factor bullcrap. Baseball edition here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Uh, no major league player has ever hit two grand slams in a single game. Is that fact or bullcrap? I think it has happened. I'll say bullcrap. It has, and it's 13 times, and it just happened uh, uh, in 99. uh, 99? Or happened this year, yeah. Fernando Tatis uh, hit two in the same inning against the Dodgers. uh, Or no, excuse me, this was 99 when uh, Fernando did it. His son, uh, the junior, now plays for the Padres, and he's hitting bombs and and walk, you know, like flipping the bat in the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. But uh, two in the same inning, Shaw, against the Dodgers. Uh, a couple more here. Fact to bullcrap on the morning sickness baseball edition. There are 23 different possible ways a hitter can end up on first base. 23 different ways. That's one of those. Is that fact or bullcrap? A drop third strike, a bunt, a, a 23 different ways. It seems like three. Seems like a whole lot. Um, let's say. Bullcrap. Hit, walk, error. Fan interference. Wild pitch on a third strike. Catcher interference. Batted ball hits an umpire. All sorts of other ways, Shaw, but 23 different ways that a a hitter can uh, reach first base. They should always be getting to first base with that many chances. I know. You think about that, right? The odds are forever Mm -hmm. in your favor there when you're in the batter's box. Last one, Shaw. Factor Bullcrap Baseball Edition here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. 20% of major league teams have never won a World Series. Is that fact or bullcrap? 20%. Uh, I say fact. 
Six of the 30 have not, including the Rays, who uh, have a second mm-hmm. go at it. I think this is their second World Series. Uh, the other five, Shaw, Rockies, Mariners, Padres, Rangers. And? And? Mm-hmm. The Brewers. That's correct. <laughs> They've been there, just never won. Boy, they the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, they, they've... Come close. They've dabbled. Mm-hmm. They've, they've stuck their toe in the water. They did. Uh, obviously, Ryan Braun made a big difference. They've had some luck with some late-season uh, free agents. Sabathia, obviously. Uh, you know, and uh, now you've got uh, What's-His-Nuts there uh, from the Marlins, the, the Yelich. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, Didn't bombs. Not this year, but... And then they had, you know, Thames. They've always had these guys, like this yeah. one-off guy. Like, they had Niger that one season right. that was going crazy. They had Thames, you know, hitting bombs. And they just can't seem to get over that next whatever it is. I don't know if they need like uh, another MVP style player or if they need better pitching or what, but probably pitching. They're dabbling, Shaw. They're always dabbling. Well, they made the playoffs for three straight years for the first time in the franchise history, so they're maybe making some progress. They're but... they're doing good for a mid-market team. Yeah, though. they are. You know, I mean, you got teams that are in the mid-market area, but then you look at the Rays and they're like they have the the the, the lowest uh what? Uh payroll? Payroll in baseball and they're going to the freaking World mm-hmm. Series. Of course, it is a weird year, so. But uh, there you go, Sean. Not too bad. You, you, you did all right. You got three out of five. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. It's the morning sickness with Brian and Gene. And right now, we've got our friend Heather from the Cooley Region Humane Society joining us on the Rock Line. Heather, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing all right. You were running a little bit late this morning because of the colder temperatures. You had to scrape your windshield, huh? Oh, yes. Let's tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even have a scraper in my car yet, Heather, so I would have been screwed. I, I, I was ill-prepared for the change of temperatures. And boy, I'm telling you what, we got blessed with the 80-degree day we were on the golf course a week or two ago. Uh, having that beautiful weather at this time of the year was just a blessing for the Humane Society. We did rounds for rescues, and we had 36 teams out at Fox Hollow and a bunch of great people having a great day and fun and and raffles and 50-50s and ways to support the organization. Now, I came out on Friday and was able to make the donation to you guys, uh, $8,275. That's correct. It was amazing. And you're right. I think that was the last good day of the year. Yeah, it might. Uh, well, we've got some warmer temperatures coming up later this week, but it looks like some snow and some rain in the forecast. So mm. we were definitely... Uh, lucky to have Phew. the weather that we did uh, two Fridays right. ago. And uh, I, I was on vacation last week, but I, I got a text from Puck, our, our midday guy, who said that the person who won the 50-50 donated the entire m- amount back. Is that correct? That is correct. Almost $1,000? Um, mm-hmm. It was $930, and he oh. handed it right back to me. It was it was very amazing and very very generous of him. So now tell us what those funds, I know you haven't been able to fundraise for almost all of 2020, but so what specific needs are those funds going to address right now? And then what needs do you have through the remainder of the, of the year in case people want to continue to help the Cooley Region Humane Society? Yeah, so normally our um, smaller events that we do throughout the year, those directly fund our medical costs. Um, we kind of don't know where to expect those you know every year there are new situations Uh, animals come in whether they're hit by a car or whether they need some major medical services cats with dentals dog with dentals so we just never know what's coming in so we typically budget generously but that is what most of our fundraising efforts support um, because that's 
supporting the animals directly. And without that this year, and we've continued to get those big cases where um, we've had a couple leg amputations and a few cats that have needed their eyes removed. Um, and those, of course, cost more than a normal visit to the vet. And those are some specialty appointments that we need to book out to local vets. Now, we uh, obviously uh, made a sizable donation, but that's not going to cover everything uh, for the rest of this year or even going forward. Who knows what 2021 is going to bring. So, Heather, uh, from the Cooley Region Humane Society on the Rock Line with us, what can people do? How can people donate? How can people help? Are you guys taking, uh, like, let's just say I've got a bunch of pet food or I've got a bunch of toys or blankets or bleach or whatever it is that you guys need. Can I donate that stuff still at the Humane Society or can I just donate cash or checks or what can I do? You can do all of the above. We have um, a drop box basket outside our front door. So we are taking um, cat food, kitten food, dog food, blankets, towels, um, washcloths, bleach, laundry detergent, hand soap, Clorox wipes, if you can ever find them, um, pretty much everything. We have a list of that information on our website, which is www.cooleyhumane.com. And then, of course, we are always looking for those monetary donations that help cover some of these unexpected expenses that we've run into um and we're always looking you can go to our website for that you can go to the donate now button you can mail in a check you can call us we can run a credit card over the phone whatever your preference is we can make that happen well it was a super fun day i had a great day at rounds for rescue i'm looking forward to it next year as well and so happy to be able to make a donation to the cooley region humane society on behalf of our golfers and our sponsors and it was a great day thanks heather and we appreciate everything you do there at the humane society Thank you guys so much. You guys have been amazing. Our pleasure, Heather. And, uh, of course, if you want some more information, coolhumane.com. And uh, we really just, what a great day that we Mm -hmm. had out there on the Mm -hmm. golf course. Absolutely beautiful day. And uh, thanks again, as Gene mentioned, all the golfers, all the sponsors, everybody who participated. Big thanks to Fox Hollow. They did a great job. Uh, and I uh, had a lot of fun. Brian. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. Joining us on the rock line right now, a very special guest, Santa Wade. I'm going to call you Santa Wade because <laughs> you have gifted us the lineup for Rockfest earlier than ever before, and it is just a wonderful surprise, and it's a great way to brighten up the day in a, in a really dark 2020. Wade uh, from Rockfest, how are you, first of all? How are you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. Thanks for having, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, we really, uh, we wanted, really wanted to surprise everybody and and give something to, for people to smile about, something for people to look forward to. So we're excited about it. Yeah, you definitely uh, did that, and it's uh, pretty incredible. The lineup didn't change all that much. There's only uh, the one big change, I think, maybe. Slipknot is not there, but we've yeah. got Corn in their place. And then there's this band, TBA, who I've seen on a lot of different uh, – I've never seen them live. <laughs> I see them on a lot of posters, but I never, I've never seen thing. this TBA. I don't – tell me about TBA. Do we get any hints? Are we getting a, any kind of hint at all about TBA? <laughs> maybe a date when we'll find out? You know, that band never seems to show up when when the actual show happens. That, that TBA never seems to show up for the show. So we always have to film with something. No, yeah, we got a, we got an act confirmed in that spot, but we just can't release it yet. It's going to be pretty special. It's going to be a good surprise for everybody. Now so we're pretty a, excited about you it. You had a great lineup in 2020, so keeping a lot of that the same was excellent. And so you'll find out the list of everybody who's playing every day. 
and looking forward to July of next year. Usually this we get in February. January, February is when you are able to release the full lineup, but uh, something to look forward to next year and, you know, be thinking about the warm summer months and rocking out with your friends and having a great campground area and just doing Rockfest is something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing that the fans are really going to have is they're going to have, like, what, three months more, four months more to plan what they're going to have in their campsites. You know, they're going to bring their whole household, garage fulls of stuff just to plan their campsite set up, you know? You, so you might need to open the campgrounds even earlier than you normally do because I think people are going to be so amped uh, to get out of the house, go do something normal and be around other people. And I know that you guys were trying as hard as you could to make 2020 happen at Rockfest in Kadad, but unfortunately with the COVID and all that, it wasn't going to be possible. But looking forward, I know you've been talking with these uh, officials and 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 all the, the right people uh, on a daily, weekly basis to make sure this is going to be a, a, as safe as possible going forward, right, Wade? Absolutely, yeah. We wouldn't be announcing the lineup if we didn't uh, we didn't feel good about it. So yeah, now we'll have all the safety procedures in place for worst case scenarios and best case scenarios. So yeah, we're we're playing it as we come. But yeah, we're ready for we're ready to move. Look in the rearview mirror at 2020 and look forward to 2021. That's for sure. Now I'm really excited as I was last year when the schedule came out for Snoop Dogg. I've never actually seen him. I've seen pretty much everybody else. Uh, on the lineup here at Rockfest. You can go to rock-fest.com to see the lineup. One band that I haven't seen, the lower down on the list, and I know I'm going to party with these guys. They're called Uncle Daddy. Tell me about these guys. Do you know anything about Uncle Daddy? Because that, that is a meme waiting to happen right there. Uh, yeah, they're just, they're just they're just a bunch of great guys, man, and they they uh, they work hard and they, uh, they 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 play well to the crowd. So I've had nothing but a lot of requests for them. So I thought I'd bring them on. So they're great. Yeah, you guys have Crowbot and our good friends in Royal Bliss and the Black Moods are, are coming back. Uh, Hyro the Hero, I'm excited to see them as well. I know they were announced for last year, and I was bummed uh, when we canceled. But uh, Gemini Syndrome on the list. Who's, who's your favorite? Who stands out for you, Wade? Because, I mean, you know, you don't get a lot of time to go and watch the bands, but is there a band that you, you saw in the lineup this year that you said, this is a band I got I to gotta spend a few minutes watching? Well, you know, Motionless is obviously that their new year this year, so we got them new on the bill. Um, but Motionless is obviously one of the high high on the list for me. You know, I, I I always liked a lot of the smaller bands, right? I don't, I don't really go for the big headliners and things like that. But like Motionless, Fire from the Gods is is, a, is another favorite of mine. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with Steel Panther. Steel Panther, Top of the Hill, that late night show. Oh, that's gonna be great. And then Avatar. You know, in the dark, mm. they're they're just so good. They're just so good. So. I don't know, man. There's too many to pick from. Uh, I'm ex- actually excited about seeing Bones UK too. I think that's going to be a good show as well. But um, the 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 TBA, uh, Brian. I think uh, you know you're. I don't know if you've seen that band either. Oh, I'm just telling you. you yeah, so oh. you're really going to have to scratch your brain on that one. So, oh man, I am because I've seen them all, man. I've been going to concerts for the better part of 30 years now, and I've I've uh-huh. seen all the I've seen all the big ones, and this is a big one, obviously, because this is one of the the headliners, headliners on the main stage, right, Wade? Yeah, that's uh, direct support. Yeah, so it's a big show. So I I, I will I'll, I'll probably put money on it that you haven't seen these guys. Oh, are we betting? Because I I'm a betting man. I be you know, <laughs> if you were money a, on the line, if you were a spooky in, spin, I'd spin you that yeah. way. I would spin you round like a record. Uh, so real quick, tickets and information. Obviously, uh, last year's tickets. Uh, a lot of people uh, know about that. They've been contacted. But let's say I I didn't get tickets last year, but I want to go in 2021. Where do I go? How do I get tickets? You can go to rock-fest.com right now. Everything's available online. Everything's on sale. VIP is already sold out. Um, 
uh, went so fast with the few seats that we had left over, the people that didn't roll them over from 2020. Uh, so, yeah, they're going. The, the demand is definitely there. People are excited. July 15th through the 17th, Rockfest, the full lineup m- minus one band. We'll find out about that soon. But the full lineup and all the details about camping and tickets and all that is available online. You got it. Thank you so much, Wade. Appreciate it. We look forward to hearing from you again and, and uh, finding out what that TBA is going to be here in the near future. Rock-Fest.com for more info. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. A lacrosse park will become a scary place to visit this weekend. The Pettibone Haunted Mile is scheduled for this Saturday with monsters and spooky creatures. We're going. Greet families driving through the park. You going, Shaw? I don't know. I haven't talked about it, but it sounds like fun. Yes. Are you going early or late? Of course. Uh, later. Yeah, we're going to do the later because the early part from 5 this to 7. For the kids, yeah. Yeah, for the kids. And then the later part, 7 to 9. Uh, how are they going to, do you know, have they said anything about managing traffic over there and how they're going to spill out onto the, I'm assuming it might end up, uh, the line might end up on the on the causeway. I'm guessing there. they'll have police uh, there to help assist with traffic okay. flow would be my and guess. And you get candy at the end, Shaw. Yes, that's right. And Free if you candy. want to uh, bring a non-perishable, they are going to make sure that food gets right. to the... Uh, Mackenzie Wilson is with the city's park department, and she says visitors will be watching these staged scenes along the haunted mile. Different setups. Um, I think one's like a graveyard setup. One is a big spider setup. So Ooh. different setups throughout the haunted mile That's cool. that they will drive by. The less scary program will be from 5 until 7 p.m. That'll be followed by two hours of what Wilson describes as heavy scares. Ooh. People attending are asked to bring food donations. Mm-hmm. We'll do that on Saturday night, very excited. Spooky time of year, Shaw. What are you afraid of? I'm not a fan of snakes. Gene? Uh, where do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know you don't like uh, I don't enclosed... like heights. I don't like being in small spaces, things no. underground. You don't like enclosed places? Big. I'm not afraid of little spiders, but I don't really want a tarantula crawling all over me. A mouse eating the food in my desk here at work doesn't make me super comfortable, <laughs> but I'm getting used to it. Well, I think you both know what my number one fear is, obviously. Shark! Luckily, I can avoid sharks, right? I have the ability to just say, okay, well, I'm never going in the ocean, therefore I can avoid sharks, right? I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good to go there. I don't Until really... they learn to come on land. But... Yeah, by then I'll be dead, you know what I mean? And that's fine with me, and I'll be okay with that. But, uh, you know... Uh, For the most part, I can avoid sharks just by staying on land or, you know, staying in the northern hemisphere because we have uh, seen stories of them making their way into fresh waters down in, what, Louisiana, all the way up into Mississippi, I believe. But uh, Google Trends, Google Data, someone to analyze Google Data to see what our fears are, Shaw, in every state. And do you want to take a stab at what our most common fear is in America? Running out of beer. Uh, No. (laughs) No. Zombies. No. I think more realistic. Oh, more realistic. Okay. Pandemic. Um, <laughs> uh, you're, you're pretty close on that one, Shaw. Uh, the number one fear, the most common one in the country, according to the Google data, okay. is anthropophobia. Yikes, what's that? Which is the fear of other people. <laughs> oh, jeez. The number of just searches. Other, number of, just anybody? Just other, anybody. Just other people. Just, <laughs> you know, like, what I'm am I going to... I'm afraid of you, all of you. The number of searches for that type of fear is up 500% from last oh, year. Oh, my gosh. And it peaked back in mid-April, so obviously coronavirus-related. Some other uh, pandemic-related fears that won in some different states. Sure. Uh, germs, mm-hmm. the outside, <laughs> wow, and being alone. Well, which is it? Live in a bubble or be around people? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, most common fear last year, by the way, was aviophobia, which is the fear of flying. 
Um, people have been flying less and less. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm afraid though, of that, too. Even though the numbers have been going <laughs> up that recently, down, Sean. Sean. Yeah, right. Add that to the uh, list. <laughs> it's number one, by the way. Fear of flying number one in seven states. If you want, Do you want to take a stab at what's number one here in Wisconsin? Hmm. I, I don't know. Spiders. Spiders. Minnesota, the fear of being alone. Iowa, it's the fear of other people. They're one of those states that claim people are very scary. Can uh, be. Do you want to take a... This is great. Illinois, Shaw. Take a stab at it. What is the biggest fear in the uh, state of Illinois? I don't, I don't know. The fear of intimacy. What? For real. Fear of intimacy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck being alone. Uh, public speaking makes the list. Oh, yeah. The Not dark, for me, but lots of people. The dark uh, makes the list. The people. dark, yeah, sure. California claims social media. For a state that's so entrenched in its social media. They're, that's what they're afraid of? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you've got failure in a, in a bunch of states as well. People are afraid of failure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then in, in my home state of New Hampshire, also in Montana, they're terrified of clowns. So good for I them. I was wondering when that was going to make the list. Yeah, so there you go. According to Google Data, trying to figure out what people in every state fear the most. Fear of other people. Number one on the list. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Militia trying to, what, abduct the governor in Michigan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And isn't there, did I just see this morning, there's a guy from the Dells? Yeah, there's a Wisconsin connection to that. He wasn't necessarily one of the six or seven men who was there, but he supposedly provided some kind of material support for their cause. And they uh, refer to themselves as a militia? The wolf, the Michigan militia or the Wolverine militia or something Wolverine. like that. Wolverine. Okay, so uh, militia's hot right now. Big time news. Trying to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Didn't succeed. No. FBI what? infiltrated their plot. Well, you get elected Michigan governor and then you think things are good and all of a sudden, oh, snap, people trying to abduct me. Here are some signs you're in a uh, lame militia shop. <laughs> a lame militia. Okay. Not a good one. A lame militia. Like you might want to rethink your militia. Right. Top signs, you're a member of a lame militia. The only thing you plot to overthrow is the container store. <laughs> hey, you hey, I got stuff I need get to rubber put maids. into place. I got to get some Rubbermaids, man. Yes. I really need those. And I don't want to pay for them anymore. I'm tired of paying for Rubbermaids. Top signs, you're a member of a lame militia. Your last mission was aborted because you couldn't stop arguing over who was supposed to bring the snacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a key imp- uh, component That's of, true. of any, good, true. any good plot. Agreed. Is the snacks, you know, same with a, a with a stakeout, Shaw, you know, mm-hmm. when you're there in the cop car, got to have that coffee and some good, sustenance. Yeah, some good donuts. Top signs, you're a member of a lame militia here on the morning sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Your secret headquarters yes. is just the back table at a B-dubs. Oh, it's not a lair? No, you don't have a lair. Oh, Mom, man. the meatloaf. <laughs> signs, you're a member of a lame militia. Each morning you bring pastries and juice to the federal agents surrounding your compound. <laughs> Axel Foley style. Nah, he just put bananas in the tailpipes. He didn't actually, I mean, he had food He had delivered. food sent to them, yeah. Yeah, but that was to dis- to distract them so he could put the bananas in the tailpipe right. and escape. Uh, top signs, you're a member of a lame militia, Shaw. You all wear camel hats and camel Crocs. <laughs> people Matching. Really, people really can't see you coming when you're wearing them camel Crocs, Shaw. Mm-hmm. I can't see your feet. What happened? Mm-hmm. I'm wearing camel Crocs. Top signs, you're a member of a lame militia. A couple more here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. You don't have a flag because nobody could agree on a color scheme. <laughs> what goes with fuchsia? Is it I'm, I'm thinking more Let's yellow. I'm thinking more gold, goldish yellow. I'm thinking rust. <laughs> Top signs, you're a member of a lame militia. The closest thing any of you have had to military service is Cub Scouts. Yeah. Yeah. 
be all you can be, right, Shaw? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've uh, armed yourselves with EpiPens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, some people have allergies. <laughs> I can't uh, raid this castle with you today, guys. I got uh, I got a case yeah. of the sniffles. I'm sorry. Oh. Last but not least, top sign, you're a member of a lame militia. Your primary cause is getting McDonald's to bring back the McRib. Hey, that's Dang. real. You just got to wait a while, right? Doesn't it come back like once a year? Yeah, just like the uh, McFlurry shakes, right? All right. So, yeah, just give it a minute. I'll be back. Lame militia, Shaw. I'm assuming they beefed up her security, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I would think so. They were moving her around from building to building because they were aware of this plot and they were working to keep Didn't her safe. Keep for, her in one place, right. For too long. That's crazy. Twenty twenty, yeah. man, taking no prisoners crazy. this year. They wanted to try her on treason charges in Wisconsin. That was their plan. They were going to bring her here, yeah. and, yes. and try her on yes. treason charges. Yeah. I don't know what courts were going to hear that case. The court but. doesn't just open up and say, all right, treason, who's right. next? Hey, some militia brought a governor over. Come on, let's go. All right, well, court, let's get her in here. Court time. Bailiff, lock that governor up for treason. <laughs> Has nobody ever watched Judge Judy? I don't think that's how it works. Not awesome, not great. The best is yet to come. But better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Good habits we've gained during the pandemic, Shaw. Good habits, okay. Yeah, one thing that I've noticed is that people still don't wash their hands. I'm not going to name names, Shaw. You mean people in our building is what you're saying. I'm going to just say that everywhere I've gone, and I've gone plenty of places, I've used plenty of different bathrooms. I'm not just talking about bathrooms that I use on a regular basis. I'm just saying that everywhere I've gone over the last... Seven months, eight, what has it been? Even eight during a pandemic. Huh? Even during a pandemic, I've learned that, uh, I don't know about women, but I, I you know, because I'm not in the women's restroom, but in the men's room, there's plenty of guys that come in, do their business, and then leave. And I don't know if it's, I don't want to touch any more surfaces than I have to. I know where my wiener's been. I don't really, I'm not that worried about it, but there's plenty of people, even in the midst of a pandemic, that hmm, still don't wash their troubling. hands after using the restroom. Uh, and, and surprisingly, uh, that's not one of the good habits that we've gained during the pandemic, according to a recent survey. Okay. New poll found out a third of us have fallen into at least one new good habit because of the pandemic. Something that we're doing that we never did before because of the pandemic and washing our hands is not on the list. Huh. Uh, as what a per- are we doing? Well, as a person who uh, worked in restaurants growing up, uh, washing your hands is, is necessary uh, especially if you're working with, uh, you know, peppers and those kinds of things. You don't want to get that in your eye. Right. And so uh, I, I learned early about washing your hands, but I was surprised to see. Uh, drinking more water, staying hydrated, number one on the list. Huh. I suppose when you're drinking all that alcohol, because our, our numbers... Right. We need are, to clean ourselves out. Well, yeah, you got to drink more water to kind of combat the effects of the alcohol from the night before, right? I guess. Uh, staying in better contact with friends and family. I would say that's true for me. Yeah, I think being forced to do it in different ways has now made us realize how important it is to have like a weekly get together mm-hmm. somewhere on yeah, we Zoom. We do it on Thursdays on Zoom with the kids. We, we did a couple of those with some friends, uh, especially when things were really clamped down, yep. you know, back in the early summer, maybe late spring, early summer. We did a weekly virtual happy hour with a group of friends who we would normally see in person, but right. couldn't. So. Keeping your home uncluttered. Yeah, I've, I've done some of that. I, I think I've, I'm purging. I want to purge really bad. I have a wife, though, and that's not going to Right, happen. that's the issue at your house. I want to purge her things <laughs> out. <laughs> um, being better with money. Eh, once the bars open and the spooky spin started spinning, I, I was out on that one. But uh, that's another good habit that uh, some people have gained during the pandemic. Number five on the list, shopping locally. I think people have, yeah. you know, really tried to do their best to help support Especially those small like takeout. businesses. I'd, yeah, takeout. You know? 
Yeah, takeout's just as good as eat dining Absolutely. in. I mean, Absolutely. They've know? gotten really good at it, too. You yeah. Know? I mean, at first, it might have been a jumbled mess, but they figured it out, and uh, it's, you know, the lifeline of their business. Now. Right. And show your support, you know? I mean, these some of these businesses are hanging on barely, so. Spending more time with your immediate family, so the people that actually live in your house probably, Shaw. Yeah, I see a lot more of my oh, wife. Oh, man. I was, she was unavoidable last week. It was like she was everywhere. Uh, regular exercise, I'm, that's not a thing for me. Uh, spending more time in nature. So maybe, uh, you know, going to a state park or walking yeah, out in the woods. That. Walks through the marsh, if nothing else. Yeah. Going on walks, number nine, similar to, to spending time in nature. And then number 10, cooking from scratch. So less mm-hmm. uh, prepared meals. Uh, if you are going to make a meal at home, uh, n- not just something from a box, uh, but, you know, getting getting the ingredients and then making it from scratch. Listening to music, by the way, more music was uh, yeah. number 11 on that list. Jamming out while you're spending time in the kitchen. Yeah, some good habits that people have gained during the pandemic. You can read more by going to the Morning Sickness page at 957theRock.com. Let's put on a show. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness podcast. But let's be honest. Shaw's the real star of the show. I'm sticking up the butt. What do you think the scariest Halloween movie of all time is, Shaw? I'm going to go, I don't know if it's a Halloween movie, but Exorcist, I would say, is the scariest movie. Yeah, I would say of all the movies, horror movies, I guess, of all time, The Exorcist is probably the one that stands the Mm -hmm. test of time the best when it comes to scariest of all time. I'd put Rosemary's Baby on that list Um, as well. I think Blair Witch did a good job, obviously, especially with the way that the genre went um, or was going, you know, a lot of torture porn and real graphic stuff but Blair Witch right at the beginning of the or the impetus of the internet uh, they still had that ability to kind of trick people and their viral marketing uh, really played a role in that I thought they did a good job Um, and then they ruined it with sequels which is always what happens Exorcist would have been fine without any sequels (laughs) didn't need all seven of them or how many there were but uh, science has officially figured out the uh, scariest movie of all time and it's not one you'd expect really not even close to one you'd expect Shaw it's a horror movie. I'll give them that. Okay. Uh, but it's newer. It's uh, In my opinion, it's way too new to be the, one of the scariest movies of all time. But what they did was they took uh, 50 horror movies from all sorts of different uh, genres and all sorts of different eras, put them together, made people watch them, and then they hooked them up to heart monitors. Oh. And they determined... So measuring your heart rate yeah, and so forth? Yeah. They determined that with their heart rate, and uh, they were um, chose based on their ratings on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. And the list did include some of what many people would consider to be the scariest movies of all time, stuff like The Exorcist and and uh, Halloween and all that. But uh, Insidious is the scariest. Is uh, tied with Sinister. Sinister, huh. which came out in 2012, stars Ethan Hawke. He's that uh, crime writer, moves into a house, family was murdered, and then starts to see these videos and things, and it doesn't end well. Uh, that uh, apparently tied with Insidious, which came in second. Both movies had people's hearts uh, beating at 86 beats per minute. Sinister had the uh, the continuous 86 beats per minute where Insidious had that one jump scare. Uh, I think it's when the Darth Maul-looking guy kind of came out of okay. nowhere there and scared him. Conjuring at number three, 85 beats per minute. Hereditary, which is really weird and creepy. Have you seen that one? I don't think I have, but I've heard of it. The creepy little kid in a telephone pole and then the witches living in the garage. Mm-mm. No, yes, I haven't, no. All right. Heard of it, though. Very weird. It's kind of in the same vein as Midsommar and uh, The Witch which I think were directed by the same people or produced by the same people. Right. Uh, Hereditary, 83 beats per minute. Paranormal Activity, the first one, uh, 82 beats per minute. It Follows, which I thought was really stupid. It's about having sex. Like, don't have sex or it'll get you. Uh, Conjuring 2 and Babadook uh, tied at number 7. 
Then at number nine, you got a three-way tie for the descent, which is the weird albino people in the cave uh, living in their own poop and filth. These are some weird ones. Uh, The Ring also on there. And then we finally get to a movie that I guess many of us would consider to be one of the scariest, Nightmare on Elm Street at number 12, which is also tied with A Quiet Place, which... The John Krasinski movie? Yeah, I don't know if I'd consider that. I haven't seen that one yet. I I gotta get to that one. It's okay. Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 28 Days Later, which I thought was another very scary movie because the zombies were fast in that one. Mm. We'd never really seen them move that fast. Um, it had always been kind of this lumbering, dragging your back foot kind of zombie. And, you know, yep. these zombies got up and they were pissed and they were chasing you. And there was, a, you know, once you got bit, that was it. You turned in, in pretty much two seconds. Uh, the Exorcist also tying with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Halloween and 28 Days Later. You can check out the entire list if you want. I wrote an article. It's on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com uh, of the scariest horror movies of all time based on science. Hashtag science, Shaw. Beats per minute. I'm thinking these are movies that have what my daughter would call pop-outs, where something happens all of a sudden and you yeah, you're startled. They you know? call those a jump scare, yeah. where you kind of expect it. The the music is leading up to a crescendo. Maybe there's a pause in the in the soundtrack there, and then all of a sudden somebody jumps Ooh. out, or you don't expect to see something and then it happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's there's certainly no lack of those movies out there. But uh, check out the list online. Morning sickness page at ninety five seven therockcom The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. You're killing me, Shaws. Each and every Wednesday, just after 8 o'clock, your chance to win my very own morning show money. Got to be color 15 on the rock line, 608-784-0957 if you want to play. Who this? Bob. Bob. All right, Bob, are you familiar with how this game is played? Yes, sir. All right, Bob, do you think Shaw's going to know the movie quote, or do you think he's not going to know the movie quote? He's not going to know the movie quote. You're going with no. That is usually a smart guess, Bob. Usually. <laughs> now, I'm a smart man. If you're right, you got 20 bucks of my morning show money, okay, Bob? All right, bud. Oof. He didn't hesitate at all to say no. No faith in no. the Shaw. Yeah, I hear you. I have a feeling, Shaw, that Bob... Is about to become 20 bucks rich. Is that right? I don't think you're going to know this one. Well, this is a challenge then. I think you're going to hear it and you're just going to... Say, what the heck was that? Yep. Okay. Very short. Three words. Oh, boy. Listen closely, Shaw. You ready? Okay. We'll play it multiple times so you can get the gist of it here. Dog wheel hunt! What? You want to hear it again? I got to turn my headphones up so I can hear better. Okay. Listen closely. Three words. Dog wheel hunt! I don't even. I can't make out what he's saying. You want to hear one more time? I better. Dog wheel hut. You want to take a stab at what he said? Dog wheel hut. You're you're close. Really? Dog will hunt. Dog will hunt. You want to hear it again? Yeah, because I. Dog wheel hunt. Dog wheel hunt. Uh, he sounds. Uh, sounds uh, southern. Hmm. Um. I <laughs> I was right in my feeling, wasn't I? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. I didn't think you'd know this. I one. really don't know. Um, yeah, John Wick. I don't know. Ooh, come on! What month is it, man? I, oh, okay. It's got to be a scary. Uh, Not even close. Not even in the realm. Well, 
What was it? Oh, I didn't know if you were going to take another stab at it. No, him. I didn't know he got a second. It, I don't it, think it, it would have been any better than the first. It is not uh, John Wick. No. Uh, any of the John Wicks, in fact. It is from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh, boy. Not sure I saw that one. Where he says, dog will hunt as Leatherface is about to uh, cut some lady's face off. Make himself a little mask. And uh, famously made it into a Primus song many years later. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. (laughs) No, really. Have you and your family discussed what your plans are for Thanksgiving, Shaw? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty small affair this year, I think. Our uh, daughter will make the trip from Madison, and our son, who lives in town, will be with us, but that'll be it. Adam and his wife not going to make it they, down? No, they're hunkered down. They are really eliminating all social or, uh, all social interaction, I think. Really? Yeah. They, that must be really tough for him because he loves go to, going to breweries and stuff, right? Right, so. right. To go is his thing now. Yeah, so just everything to go and staying home and just going to work. Is he working from home, working too? Working from home, both of them are, yeah. Boy, they haven't, so they're just staying in the house, and that's it, huh? Pretty much. And they're not and sick of each other? Well, they don't. I spent one week with my wife on vacation, and I had enough. That was it. I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta do something else. <laughs> well, Can I was looking something? forward to going back to work. No. That's how bad it was. I was like, okay, every minute of every day, it's like I gotta get away from you, man. They but, seem to be uh, holding up. Okay. I talked to my sister this weekend because we were trying to. My mom's gonna be ninety-two in a couple weeks, and you know, to have her family together right. <laughs> for her for Thanksgiving, so she can look around and say, "This is how many more but, Thanksgivings you got left." Kinda, you know, yeah. Like, and right, so, so I talked to her about there, there's a room like uh, adjacent to our public library in Black Earth, kind of like a meeting room, and I'm like, "Can we rent that or something so enough. each family can like." Be at it, you know, bring tables and we, we sit over room. there and we sit. Some of my mom can look around, around and her and say, This is what my life is, you know, as opposed to like none being of us alone being there. And no one being there. It's yeah. awful. It's, it's horrible. And the meal itself, too, is kind of nice. And your mom's not going to go through the, oh my know, gosh, no, the, the, the hassle of making no, a big ass. Absolutely not. Yeah, we normally go to my wife's uh, cousin's house in Holman and uh, a big family get together, but I don't think that's going to happen. We might have our uh, my wife's parents over and do like a you know a and turkey and yeah. mm-hmm. you know or maybe do some Stouffer's or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Low but, key Thanksgiving, yeah. but uh, some changes that people are going to be making this holiday season. Shaw, I uh, I wrote an article for the Morning Sickness page at ninety five seven therock dot com if you want to check this out. Uh, a third of people who normally travel for the holidays won't be traveling this year, according to a new survey. Uh, Also, uh, overall, only 23% of Americans plan to actually travel. Another 14%, according to this poll, not sure if they're going to travel or not. Uh, Some ways that people are going to change and do things things differently this holiday season. Uh, Not just Thanksgiving, but, you know, Christmas, obviously, New Year's. Uh, Because of the pandemic, they're going to reduce the number of people you invite over. Sure. We'll have a smaller crowd, smaller bird. Smaller bird, yeah, that's another thing, too, is trying to get those, uh, you know, Eight ten pounders instead of those 14, 16 pounders. Thirty-one uh, percent of people who normally have uh, guests over said they won't invite as many people this year. Uh, go to fewer fewer parties and gatherings. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, it's much like your kid. One in four people said no gatherings at all. Uh, nothing, not mm-hmm. doing anything. Uh, especially as we work our way into the regular flu season, right? Is it flu or is it COVID? Is right. it a cold or is it COVID? Ugh. Do I just have the sniffles or do I have COVID? You know, which one is it? Uh, buying fewer gifts because money has been tight. 21% of people said they're going to uh-huh. do that. Only 5% say they're uh, buying more. Uh, skipping church, again, with uh, you know smaller gatherings. 21% of people who normally go to church around the holidays will not be going this time, according to this uh, survey and the changes we're going to make this holiday season. Driving to a destination instead of flying, even though flying seems to be uh, picking up 
in numbers, right? I think the TSA yeah, the other day getting... said they they went through a million people mm-hmm. the first time in a while. Lacrosse Airport's back up to about 50% of what they saw before the coronavirus. 12% of people, though, say they're going to drive instead of fly uh, this holiday season, according to this recent survey. And then uh, last but not least, not putting up decorations. What? Why not that? I don't, I don't get that. It's a small number. It's 9%, but oh, okay. apparently they're just going to be Screw it. Grinches and just say, you know what? I'm not in the mood and I'm not, uh, I'm not about that. And I'm just going to act like that Scott Robert Shaw guy. Yes, and finally, people are catching up. Lacrosse, Wisconsin, and just not put up my decorations. So there you go, Shaw. Some changes we're going to make this holiday season. Other than, you know, limiting gathering size, I, I don't really know if we're doing anything too different. Still going to get our tree. Going to do a, a regular tree, a live tree. I talked to Mike about that last night. I'm like, should we just start putting up stuff? <laughs> like, well, <what> we? <laughs> Halloween is next week. It's next Saturday. Uh, and the weather's yeah. changed drastically already, Shaw. And we yeah. thought it was going to be almost 70 today, but that didn't happen. What's Mm-mm. going on, Shaw? So... After Halloween's over, it's November 1st, and I think I'm going to get out there on the first day when it's relatively nice and get the Halloween stuff down and the Christmas stuff right. up and be done with it. Before the real cold sets mm-hmm. in. You don't have that problem, though, Shaw. Your Christmas lights just sit there all year round yeah. and you just flip just the switch. plug them in, yeah. What do you got, like seven bulbs that, that work? No, those and icicle it? lights, you know, that oh, geez. hang from the... Are they the ones with motion? Well, it's no. like it's dripping, you know? <laughs> Does Shaw look like that? Nah. Not that fancy? No. Yeah. You're going to put up a tree this year? Yeah, we will. Right before, right before Christmas? Probably. The day before? Not the day before. Week Wait before. till Hannah comes home and does it for you? No, we'll have it all up. <laughs> Just not, you know, by Thanksgiving. You're not going to hang the stockings by the chimney with care? We will hang stockings. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Are you guys going to actually put your Christmas stuff up early, Gene? Or? I don't know. We might. I don't know. Right. It, Mike said last night, how about we just go skip to Easter? Let's pretend this whole <laughs> Just put up Easter. So pretend- what ho- what holidays do we want to <laughs> yeah, celebrate? Yes, exactly. Well, that means it's spring, right? right. If we're at Easter, we've, we've survived. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Good news. Good to go. With bad music. Makes me feel good. Only on... 95.7 The Rock. So, good news? Oh, man, Gene. Only... I could jam today. out to this. I'm no, all right. No. No. Today would be the day to do it, though, when it's raining and it's yeah, cold and we were promised warmer temperatures things. and you're just, just sort like, of... All right, but it is Thursday and the week is almost over and I guess people... I guess if you need something to care about, the week's almost over. <laughs> Good news with bad music here on The Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. I would feel more comfortable going trick-or-treating and, you know, to people who have that pumpkin displayed in their window. Well, the resident is wearing a mask, is distributing individually wrapped candies, maintaining the proper sanitary conditions necessary under COVID. I don't know if necessarily going up to strange houses in the neighborhoods is a great idea. We have to maintain that six feet of social distancing. Everybody's got to have a mask on. And even the Halloween mask, remember, it doesn't count as protection against infection, so they still need to be careful with that. You're doing the candy shoot, Gene? Yeah, we're decorating it this weekend. All right, so you're decorating your candy shoot this weekend, and you're supposed to put a purple pumpkin out in front of oh, your house. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's new, and uh, lets people know that you're giving out candy. It's supposed to be individually wrapped yep, and, and all that be. stuff. Process uh, safe and sanitary. I need a yada, purple yada, pumpkin. Yada. Yeah, so you can paint it if you got some purple spray paint, got or if it. you got some okay. nail polish or something or whatever. I don't know, but if you got a, a pumpkin and you want to let people know, obviously the light on is another way to let people yeah. know that you're doing it. But the Planned purple pumpkin that. is a, more of a symbol of I'm doing this in a safe uh, way in the pandemic with the individually wrapped uh, candies and all that stuff, you know, like a little baggie mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, kid reaching into a, a, a yep. bin or something like that. But uh, good news with bad music here on the morning sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Just a, a tip for next week. 
Purple pumpkin, if you're going to be doing your uh, candy that way. I had to convince them by eating all my vegetables, doing good and lots of homework. Hit the road, Jack, and don't don't come come back back no more. I'm proud of him. As adults, we can often learn quite a lot from just the simplicity and directness of children. It'll be the biggest hug almost I've ever gave in someone. I'm really proud of you. That's fantastic what you've done. It really is. Yes, well done. You. I'm going to give you a special squeeze. Right in the hashtag what? feels, Gene. This is an 11-year-old kid. His name is Romeo Cox, and he recently finished walking 1,700 miles. What? Just to visit his grandmother. <gasps> Lives with his parents in Italy, but his grandmother is in England. Hadn't seen her in over a year. Ugh. So hadn't seen her then the pandemic, and now it's been over a year. So he said, you know what? It's time. I'm going to walk. I'm going to go see my grandma because I want to see her really bad. There weren't any flights. Tried to convince his parents to let him walk there by himself, but he's only like 10. Uh, wouldn't shut up about it. So they said, look, you got to eat your vegetables. You got to do your homework. You got to, you know, the saying of the prayers, taking the vitamins, the Hulk Hogan way of living. Uh, his dad eventually agreed to go with him. So him and his dad suited up, went on a walk. They left in June, spent 93 days oh hiking through Italy, Switzerland, France. By the way, the pictures on their Instagram account. Phenomenal. I mean, the sights you see in Eastern Europe are just amazing. You know, this hike that they took. Uh, They found a a wild donkey along the way to help carry their stuff. They befriended a donkey. They also, uh, you know. Why not? They encountered some feral uh, dogs and had a little trouble with that. Real sore feet. They had to stop a few times. He also raised money uh, for some needy kids while he was doing this. And then they took a boat across the English Channel and made it to her house near London late last month. So there you go. Romeo Cox and his dad, Phil, meeting up with Grandma Rosemary after a (sighs) 1,700-mile hike. Through Italy <laughs> and uh, all o- just crazy all over the place. Ryan, Ryan, Gene, Gene, Shaw, Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness podcast. And deputies responded to an unusual call about a problem that's become too familiar for residents of one small Tennessee town: monkey attacks. Deputies spoke with a woman who said her neighbor's pet monkey had jumped on her and tried to bite her in the driveway. Then it jumped onto her car during the attack. This wasn't the first time the primate had done something like this. Another neighbor said she was recently forced to fend the monkey off with a stick. The animal snatched the makeshift weapon away from her and leapt onto her car. Uh, Apparently, Tennessee has some of the most lax laws in the country when it comes to owning a pet monkey. It's one of a dozen states that generally doesn't require a permit. Dude, I saw a video yesterday on somebody's Facebook page with Ready Whip. Ready Whip And I'm like, I am not prepared to have a monkey in the house. That thing was flying all over the place, opening cupboards, opening refrigerators. The one thing I noticed was that dog is way overweight. They got to walk that dog. That dog, right off the bat, is way too fat. There's a dog that just lays there, Shaw, while this monkey's flying around the house. Well, the monkey's got a diaper and a shirt on, and he runs right over to the fridge, opens the fridge, takes out the Ready Whip, brings it over, and then demands the Ready Whip and then eats it and then then goes on a sugar high. Meanwhile, this fat, overweight dog is just laying there dying. These people are abusing their dog by making it too fat. And they have a pet monkey. And a couple cats. I mean, whatever. It was a nice play. It just was, I, 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 because monkey sounds fun, right? Have a monkey. But then I'm watching this thing fly around the house. I'm like, no, no, no. what the hell? No. It's opening fridge shot. It opened the fridge and then climbed up all the way to the fridge and reached in the thing and grabbed. No. No, not happening. Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? He's having a toddler. How could you sleep? You'd be, unless it was in a crate, there's no way. It'd be, just, it'd be mayhem. Just complete well, mayhem. Sean. And then you got to change a monkey's diaper. How often do you change a monkey? What kind of poop they got going on? I don't need no, none of that. Come on, Sean, it looked like it could change its own diaper, if you ask me. The way it was <laughs> running around the, the fridge, it can change its own diaper. Exactly. Yeah. Right. 
Here's a woman in England who said her life is being made miserable by a neighbor who's having loud sex. Oh, my. The dispute has been ongoing at a home in Manchester, England, since lockdown began in March. But the city council says the noise is natural. The woman claims the woman next door is making life miserable for her and her three children. As she opposed says, to unnatural. Right. She's uh, sent a note to her neighbor and tried speaking with her from the window, but apparently without success. Uh, she uh, was told by the city there was nothing they could do, calling it a natural noise. And we had a neighbor when I was in living in Concord, New Hampshire. We shared a porch off our back, uh, a deck off the back of our apartment building. And we would be out there smoking butts and drinking beers when we would have parties. And she'd be in there getting... You know, getting mm-hmm. it on with her boyfriend and just loud as hell. And we didn't windows open middle of summer, just right. going, didn't give a didn't care, didn't, didn't care, care at all, right. man. We just all right, cool. And probably nobody was going to believe this guy's story, but hey, points for creativity. There's a 72 year old man in Baton Rouge okay. named James Cousins. He recently parked in a lot next to the campus of LSU. Someone called the cops on him when they saw him watching female students walk by while pleasuring himself Ooh. from his truck. Yeah, cops ran his plates. They saw the same man had been arrested for similar incidents dating back to 1981, several of them, those incidents in the same parking lot. But when they accused him of fondling himself, he claimed it was a big misunderstanding and that he was just listening to music and playing air drums. That's why his arms were going up and down like that. Dude, creative. Right? I mean, you, you got to think he didn't just come up with that at the spur of the moment, right? He must have had that in the back of his head know, somewhere. No, man, air drums don't. They're not the same thing as, as yeah, pleasuring I, yourself. You're talking two different motions, Shaw. I mean, think about it. The air drums, dun-dun, 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 dun-dun. Pleasuring just, yourself. It's, it's a low hat. And you're hitting it low, though, Shaw. Or, Brian, you're not. Cowbell? You're, you're just getting the cowbell? It's, gent- it's a gentle drum. It's not the big arm swinging around with the stick thing. It's just it's a tiny. Yeah, it's, just a little, it's a little one. Right. Listen to this. That doesn't sound like whacking off. That's way too much activity. Well, you don't don't think more of it like it just it's not a, a drum solo, really. right? It's, it's just, just a, a backbeat, you know, just a slippery little jazz beat. Yeah, exactly. So he was playing jazz drums, yes, which is different than playing the air drums. You play the air drums, you're thinking about Phil Collins in the air tonight. Dun 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 dun. You know, steering wheel. Bum 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 bum. You know, not less than that. Jazz drum though, you're just like a little hi hat there. You got that weird drumstick that looks like a brush. Right? Mm-hmm. That's more where he was going. Didn't get away with it, though, did he? He did not. Yeah. Busted again. Didn't that almost happen to Eugene? You, the, 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 the guy passed you up for the other jogger? Wasn't that the deal? He, I wasn't jogging. I was walking on the bike path. You remember yes. this when Jean cared yeah. about her health and she used to bring her sneakers to work and she would go walk behind festival? And uh, that lasted about a creeper back. Lasted there. about a week or two, yeah. and then she got mad because the creeper creeped on another woman instead of her. And she's like, <laughs> he took it as a self esteem. She took it as a self esteem. She's like, what's he wrong went, with uh, me? Why are you creeping on me? Aren't nope, I good enough to be you. creeped on? <laughs> not you. Oh, uh, you. Okay, great. Not awesome. Not great. The best is yet to come. But better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the morning sickness podcast. Speaking of medications, Shaw. Mm-hmm. That was one of the signs that I realized I was getting older as I, I started to notice prescriptions. I, I needed more prescriptions <laughs> for things. Obviously, finding out that I had uh, a little bit of a high blood pressure problem. Uh, now I'm on a blood pressure medicine uh, a daily, obviously. But, you know, like waking up in the morning and your back hurts for no mm-hmm. reason. Whatsoever. Like, I just slept for six hours. I, my back should be fine. Or my neck is I know sore. That feeling. What happened to you? I slept wrong. Right. Realizing you're repeating things that your parents told you uh, when you were a kid. 
you know, the thermostat thing, even though I'm not a dad, uh, you know, the thermostat thing for me is, is a battle. My, you guys, my you guys, dad used to say, what do you think we're paying Bill Blankenberg's salary? He was the guy that ran the power company locally. So. <laughs> were you born in a barn? Yeah, were you born in a barn? Money doesn't grow on trees. That door also shuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, as parents, you guys probably have more of these moments, the I'm old moments than someone who doesn't have uh, children. You know, that, that, that epiphany, like, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness, I'm turning into my mom. Uh, but on Reddit recently, which is where all the old people go, Shaw, by the way, <laughs> apparently. Really? There's a thread on Reddit right now called, uh, wow, I'm old. It's the moment you realize that you were old. Okay. Do you have a specific moment I'm in your so life? I'm so old, show? I don't remember when I started to feel old. Okay. Gene, is there a moment when you said, damn it, I'm no longer young and spry, I'm now old? I hated having to get glasses. Really? Like, I really, and it's Did not, not that big a deal. Growing up? I didn't. I never needed glasses. Oh. I didn't need glasses. And then all of a sudden, I needed glasses and bifocals. And I really was pissed off. <laughs> like, legit. I was like. Welcome I, to my world. I was, uh, and I don't know if I said I'm old then, but I was just, I was just gotcha, mad. Huh? I was just mad that I needed them to see better. It was, ugh. Well, I wrote, uh, there's an article uh, on the Morning Sickness page at 957thewrock.com and on our app. It's also on our Facebook page right now if you want to check it out. But it's a, uh. It's a it's an article about the wow I'm old moment that people have. Um, I I realized it when we bought our first house, not because we bought a house, because that's just part of growing. You know, that's part of life. You expect to get to these milestones. But I got excited about a new washer and dryer, <laughs> and then I said, "What is wrong with me?" Right. Like there's, I I used to get excited about you know the Transformers movies coming out or a bike that I wanted to buy when mm-hmm. I was a kid, and now I'm excited about a friggin' washer and dryer. <laughs> like I'm real. Like what is the problem here? Uh, some of the better moments that people have shared on Reddit, Shaw, of the wow, I'm old moment. Uh, this one is good. <laughs> when I fell down at work and no one laughed, instead three people came running over to make sure I was okay. You okay, old man? Hey, dude, you all right? You fell down. You Boy, you You're really old. fell down hard. Oh, my okay? goodness. Yeah. Uh, I found myself grunting and groaning to bend over to tie my shoes. Yeah, I start to do that all the time now. The other one that got me, Shaw, that I noticed was, I think it was right around when I was 40, four or five years ago. I started to put my hand out on the on whatever was around me when I would bend over to pick something up. Right, for balance and... Not uh, even for that. I just, I was uh, an unconscious move. Uh, like, I would drop a pen here in the studio and I would put my hand on the counter. <laughs> then I would bend over and pick it up. I had no need to bend, to put my hand out, but I would. I just, I don't oh, know why. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Here's another one from the Reddit thread, Shaw. Uh, when I... <laughs> this is a... When I went to a music festival and slept in a tent for five years of not doing so, I needed to get home and take a real shower. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I don't rough it anymore because of that, right. Shaw. I'm yeah. old. I have the money. Yeah. I, I've, I've le- achieved the level of comfort that I want, and I will I will skip things rather than go without the comfort. Yeah, me too. I'm not going to be in a tent ever. There's no reason to. I don't have kids. I don't have, have a to, camper. Just I don't have a camper. Or a hotel. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I got air conditioning. I got running water, a toilet. I got all that. Uh, when my son could outrun me. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's, a, like, my beat me at basketball. Things, yeah. Right? Yep. When my kid dunked on me. <laughs> um, some of the other moments that people are sharing on this Reddit thread about, wow, I'm old. Uh, instead of growing facial hair to look older, I'm shaving it to look younger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's good. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of these uh, on there. If you want to read more, go to the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com, the wow, I'm old moment. Hmm. That one where I got to put my hand, it really bothers me too. I try to, I try not to do it, but I, it's an unconscious thing. You know what I mean? I just said, 
Even right now, if I were to drop my pen, I would put my hand out for some reason, even though I'm talking about not doing it and trying to mentally prepare myself for that moment when I actually do it. You'd still do it? I can't stop it. Missed it. Download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app.